Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you can always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today and become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co, P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And be sure to add our podcast, The Backrow Steelers Show, in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. Welcome to The Backrow Steelers Show, part of the Backrow family of podcasts. Hey, Steeler Nation, welcome to the Back Row Steelers Show. I'm Rob Sprout, and I'm happy you're listening for your weekly Steelers fix. This week's episode is going to cover our Week 5 win over the uh, Birds of Philadelphia, the Eagles. What has or had me scared, I guess. Uh, yeah, so there's some things that we got some issues. We're going to talk about that. Uh, a Week 6 preview of another home game. Uh, that'll be a home game ass-whooping of the Browns, plus Rob's fantasy finish to wrap things up. Before we start, though, I need you all to go hit me up at Back Row Steelers on Twitter and Instagram. Just go on there, like the page, uh, follow me on the Twitter, follow me on Instagram. You know, I, anything helps. Let's let's get the word out there about this awesome show. I really enjoy doing this. I want everyone else to enjoy it, too. So you can also uh, hit me up on there, ask me questions, do whatever. You know, it's, it's super cool to interact. Uh, you can also feel free to shoot me an email at Back Rose. That'll be the... Uh, Steelers at gmail.com. There's something you'd like to hear me uh, discuss on the show in the future. Let's get started talking about this week five victory in the battle for PA. The game was a lot closer than I expected it to be and kind of had me cringing through most of the game before locking things up in the fourth quarter with Mabeltron's rookie Steeler record fourth touchdown. That was awesome. It was so entertaining to watch and all the hype around it. It was a lot of fun. Um, but to begin with, things looked kind of bleak right away when Miles Sanders took off for a 75-yard run for a touchdown. Now, he would wind up scoring another touchdown, but he only gained six more positive yards total through the rest of the game for a total of 80 on 11 attempts. 80 yards on 11 attempts. 74 of those yards came on one run, so that's only six yards extra after that 74-yard run. Just crazy. Uh, it's safe to say that our defense got a major wake-up call, when he took off, I was like, oh, here we go. What happened to our run defense? Well, they showed up after that, so it was okay. In the end, it wound up being okay. Uh, the Eagles really struggled to move the ball on the ground after that. Also, basically, Carson Wentz was forced to pass the ball a lot more, uh, and I think that was a matter of keeping up with us. So Carson Wentz was forced to pass the ball. He tied his week one completion percentage stat of 51 points or 57.1, excuse me, 57.1% completion percentage. That's not good. He completed only 20 passes of an attempted 35 with two touchdowns and two interceptions. That's not good at all, and damn sure not good enough to beat the Steelers. In comparison, Big Ben threw 27 for 34. That's 74.9% completion. That is crazy. He also threw for three touchdowns with no interceptions. Some of you may be unsure of that stat line because Claypool had four touchdowns. That's fine. One of those was actually a handoff play where he was streaking through the backfield. So Ben technically only threw for three touchdowns. Let's move on to what had or has me scared. 
All right, what currently has me scared? Deontay Johnson is hurt again. He got hurt on a punt return, and he wouldn't return to the game. From what I read, it seems to be kind of a vague back injury. Back injuries are never fun. Uh, from what I read, like that's really all I can get out of it, and it's not a lot. So we'll see what actually happens and what comes from it. Now, he was coming off a concussion from week three. We were all excited to have him back. I'd be excited to have him back this week, but man, like, dude, just take him, take a week and get healthy, bud. Uh, it'd be, it's okay. I promise you can take a week to get healthy. He's been kind of limited in practice. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Uh, but anyway, hopefully it's nothing too serious and he's getting healthy through the rest of this week and into the weekend. My final score prediction was off with, uh, the original prediction here was Pittsburgh on top 31 to 17 and it finished 38 to 29. So I was a little off. That's okay. In the end, we won. That's what really matters. Uh, the Eagles put up more points than I expected, but a win is a win. Let's move on to week six at home against the Browns. I'd like to start by saying that my biggest concern is Miles Garrett hitting Ben too hard on a pass rush or a sack or by ripping his helmet off and hitting him over the head with it. Uh, I'm also concerned with David DeCastro being out and that that the O-line that kind of has me scared for week six because the Browns D-line and Miles Garrett are tough as nails. That guy is a nasty pass rusher. Hopefully Ben can avoid getting hit too hard. I wouldn't be surprised if they're not targeting his elbow. Hopefully they don't, but you know, the NFL is the NFL and that kind of shit happens and it probably shouldn't, but eh, whatever it's football against the Eagles. We lost David DeCastro because of an abdominal strain injury and our star center, Marquise Pouncey, to a foot injury. Now, Marquise Pouncey's been practicing this week a little bit, uh, so he should be good to go. I, I think he practiced in full today. Today is Thursday, so hopefully he's back and good to go. Uh, it's going to be super important to get those guys back, which it seems like Pouncey is trending upward and is good to go. Some Browns injuries. Uh, they would include Baker Mayfield. He's been limited in practice due to a chest injury, which I think was like a bruised or cracked rib. That's kind of crazy. A lot of players have played through that. Normally, it's players that aren't getting hit a whole lot. Pittsburgh has a real knack for sacking a quarterback, so Baker may take one or two of those hits and be done for the day. I never am like a big advocate for like. I don't like seeing players get hurt, but man, like if you're out there, you're and you're playing against the Pittsburgh defense, you're just kind of asking for it. So we'll we'll see what happens there. OBJ has missed practice due to an undisclosed illness. Uh, Jarvis Landry's got like a hip and a rib thing going on. So he's pretty banged up. I'm sure they're both going to play though. Uh, unless OBJ's undisclosed illness winds up being COVID, which I, I hope not. Nobody wants to get COVID. Two of their safeties. This is, this is going to be interesting for the Steelers passing attack. Two of their safeties. Ronnie Harrison, he's got a concussion. He hasn't cleared protocol yet to play on Sunday. And Carl Joseph is dealing with a hamstring. That's two of their primary safeties. That's going to be a really, really big concern for them to try to cover the Pittsburgh uh, passing attack. That's going to be weird for them in trying to figure out how they're going to get all these receivers covered. They haven't participated in a practice yet. That leaves the Browns secondary very vulnerable, like I said, to our passing attack. Also, Kareem Hunt, he's still battling a thigh injury, but he has been practicing limited. He did had the same basic injury. For last week, he wound up playing, and Dearness Johnson came in, their third-string running back. He's no slouch in the running game, so the running game still looks solid for them. 
However, the Steelers have an amazing run defense, so I don't really think that it's going to be much of an issue. Now, Kareem Hunt is very talented. We'll see what happens. Uh, I, I have a feeling Pittsburgh is going to shut them down just like they did with Saquon and Miles Sanders. Even though they, they Miles Sanders broke off that big run, they really shut down some, some running backs this year. Anyway, let's do a little quick prediction. I'm going to have to kind of off the top of my head do this. I normally write some things down, and I think about it. Um, I think Cleveland is a lot more prepared this year than they have been. So I'm not really thinking it's going to be a kind of high scoring game. I'm going to say Pittsburgh wins. Hmm. Pittsburgh wins. Let's go 20. Oh boy. 23. Nah, 24. Pittsburgh wins 24 to 17. It's going to be like kind of like a nail biter and that's the worst, but yeah, I think it's 24-17, and that just a lot of that's dependent on Baker Mayfield staying healthy through the entire game. If that doesn't happen, then I don't see Cleveland scoring 17 points. So anyway, yeah, I think that's going to do it for our little preview and discussion about what's going to happen this week against the Browns. We're going to win. That's really all that matters. Score prediction, sure. So what did I? What am I holding myself to? 24 to 17. 24 to 17. I need to write that down. Anyway. Let's move on. It's time for Rob's Fantasy Finish. And Rob's Fantasy Finish is brought to you by me again. So let's talk about who your fantasy starters should be this week. First and foremost, Steelers defense. I'm going to preach it every week. Steelers defense is going to wreck the Browns this weekend. Baker's likely going to play, but he's hurt. Now he has, he's, he's been playing pretty well, uh, but he hasn't been playing well hurt. So well, we'll see. He hasn't really faced a defense like ours either. So fire up the Pittsburgh defense. It's sack season. That's going to happen. The defense is going to get a couple sacks. And if you play in leagues that have uh, a fantasy defense still, you know what? Fire them up. If you can't get the Steelers defense, like if you if you don't have them, try to trade for them. Trade one of your other players away. See if someone will give you a defense for somebody who's out there like running back needy. Like if you got a couple extra running backs, trade one of them for the uh, the Steelers defense. They're going to rack up some points for you especially for scoring, it kind of caters to it. So take a look at your league scoring, see what the Steelers have been averaging for scores. Maybe it's more than some of the players on your bench and try to make a trade. I got an awesome Twitter question from one of my Twitter buddies, Tyler Burnett. Uh, I talk to him every now and then on Twitter. He asked a question before. Uh, if you guys remember, his Twitter handle is at, is, uh, at there I changed it. Again, I love that Twitter handle. It's pretty hilarious. Uh, he asked, do I think that Le'Veon Bell going to the Chiefs will bring him back to vintage Bell. I'm going to start by saying that the Steelers seem to have a knack for cutting the cord just in time. We saw it with Antonio Brown. You see it with Martavis Bryant. We're seeing it now with uh, Le'Veon Bell. Like he went to the Jets, dude sucks. So And, and it's weird, and maybe it's just a style of defense, but he's, but he's looks slow, and it could just be a gayism that he doesn't want to play for him doesn't want to play for the Jets. He doesn't want to play for a losing team. Who knows? He's used to winning, so I'm not surprised that he's been less than mediocre in New York. Under Andy Reid, could be a different story. They probably are like, hey, look, man, here's the money we're going to give you. Do you want to win? Like, If you want to win, this is where you can do it. So I'm not surprised that he signed with Kansas City. He's got an opportunity to go win a bunch of games. He has an opportunity to maybe uh, have a reason to play harder, to go make those wins. I'm not really happy that he's in the AFC uh, on a decent team in the AFC. He was still obviously with the Jets, but, man, nobody's worried about the damn Jets. 
especially when it comes to like playoff time. We're going to get to the playoffs, and it could be Pittsburgh playing Kansas City for a bid for the Super Bowl. And I don't particularly want to play a healthy, motivated Le'Veon Bell. Again, our run defense is great, but Le'Veon Bell's super talented. Maybe he just needs some motivation to to put that to use. So under Andy Reid, I don't necessarily know that he puts uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire out, out of a job. I don't think so. It may be more of a timeshare unless... Le'Veon Bell goes there and actually puts the effort in and looks a lot better than a rookie running back, which there's a good chance he could do. So honestly, I think we're going to have to give it like a week or two, maybe even three, till Le'Veon learns the Andy Reid offense and it, it caters to his style of running back. So there's a very, very good chance that here in another couple weeks, midseason, you're going to see Le'Veon Bell out there being old school Le'Veon Bell. I hope so for his sake. I loved watching him play. Um, it, it's it's just entertaining. So I, I, I am very excited for him going to Kansas City. A lot of people are not for fantasy purposes because they own CEH. If you own CEH, just hold on to him. If you want to try to trade him, go for it. Get max value for him. Uh, but I don't think there is a max value to get anymore with Le'Veon Bell being there. His value has kind of like diminished some because people are probably thinking a lot like me in that give it a couple weeks and Le'Veon Bell is going to be the primary running back. So there you go. Uh, Tyler, I think you give it a couple weeks and Le'Veon Bell returns to form. At least that's what I'm hoping for. Uh, I I think that the potential's there because he has uh, a reason to be motivated to do that. All right, uh, let's talk Steelers offense now. Let's go back to the Steelers offense for some fantasy stuff here. Last weekend, I'm sorry, I told you to fire up Juju. This weekend, I'm going to tell you to fire up Juju. Uh, the, Steel, the the Browns, sorry, the Browns secondary, it's hurting, man. I told you about those two safeties earlier in, in the podcast. Juju is, there's going to be some focus on Chase Claypool. So let me read what I wrote down here. I wrote down, fire up Ben and Juju and Connor. Obviously, James Connor's been pretty good. He's healthy. That's good. It's awesome. He runs hard. The hype is around Chase Claypool. And the Browns are thin at safety right now. I think I'm ready to commit to Mapletron in a flex spot. It's going to be, oh, man. like It's so nerve-wracking putting a rookie in there in the Steelers offense that could really just pick anybody to target. So I don't, I don't know how we're actually going to disperse the ball anymore. It, it could take a while to really establish him as a true two, a true one. Do we even have a true number one wide receiver anymore? Or do we just have this like three-headed monster and then James Washington sneaks in there too sometimes? I don't know. Ben seems to trust everybody, and that's amazing. It's not like uh, other teams with, say, Aaron Rodgers out there who's just, he's like, oh, I don't have Devontae Adams. I'm just going to throw Robert Tanya in the ball. Like, who, what, what happened? So for those of you that play fantasy and you're listening to this part, you understand what I'm saying. And you know what I'm talking about. Rodgers don't want to throw anybody the ball. He finds somebody that, I like this guy this week, and it's always Devontae Adams unless he's hurt. And then you don't know what the hell's going to happen in that offense. And and nobody in the offense is worth anything. Well, the Steelers' offense is a little bit different because everybody's worth something. The problem is you just don't know who you're going to fire up for the week. So, I don't know. I personally think you got to fire up Juju again because they're going to be focusing on Chase Claypool a little bit more. Uh, now that they know he is being used as such a, a crazy weapon. Is Claypool still going to get the targets? Hell yeah, he's going to get the targets. He's big. He's strong. 
Ben trusts him. He will go up and get the ball. He will get the contested catch. Chase Claypool is going to be a monster for Pittsburgh. So, uh, yeah, watch out AFC. Watch out NFL. We're freaking coming. Uh, so, anyway, James Washington, let's talk about him a little bit real quick. I think he's in the same boat as Chase Claypool. I just can't fully commit to starting him in, like, a flex spot. Uh, I just don't think the volume is going to be there for him. It may be this week if Deontay Johnson is out. So speaking of that, he's still limited in practice due to his back injury. Likely won't be 100% on Sunday. So I would not, I repeat, would not start Deontay Johnson if you don't have to. Tight end spot. Uh, the backer of Fantasy Show has this thing that they say, Talia, tight end landscape is atrocious. I agree. Eric Ebron. As a tight end, man, I like the guy a lot. He put his brick hands back on last weekend and just dropped every damn thing, coughed the ball up, had a fumble. Like, it was just ridiculous. It, I was getting pissed at Eric Ebron. Like, if I if, if I was there, I'd be yelling at, like, this monster of a man, like, that he's an idiot. And I'd probably get punched in the face, but, you know, whatever. It, it's worth it because he was just dropping the ball, and he – I mean, that was detrimental to the Steelers game, obviously. He coughed the ball up. The Eagles recovered. So, Eric Ebron, he had brick hands and is apparently nursing a hand injury uh, of some sort. So, I would stay away from Eric Ebron until maybe something starts proving itself in the Pittsburgh offense that he can be trusted again. So, yeah. Um, and that's about going to do it for Rob's fantasy finish here. And that's going to do it for this week's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review the podcast for a chance to win a back row Steelers vinyl decal. I still got a ton of these things. Um, still looking for some reviews. It's going to be great. Uh, if you guys get the sticker and you get to put it on, whatever you want to put it on. I don't care. It doesn't have to go in your car. You can put it on your laptop, put it on something else. Give it to a Steelers buddy if you aren't really a Steelers fan, but you listen to this because you like my voice. That's cool, too. Uh, I'm going to send some decals out so you guys can put them up some places. Maybe it'll uh, trigger some more people to, to listen to the podcast and, you know, give you guys something to talk about with your friends and everything, too. You share some stickers. We have a good time. They look pretty nice. I like them. It's a super sweet sticker. Let's finish this up with, uh, like I always say, uh, get outside. Get some fresh air. Get some sun. Take some time to appreciate nature. The leaves are starting to turn. It's getting kind of nice out. It's a little bit cooler out. Uh, the mosquitoes are still awful here in Virginia, but you know what? Get outside, get some fresh air, get some sun, that nice, fresh COVID free air. Get outside. It's just great. Stop being stuck in the house. All right. Everybody stay safe and I will catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening. See you next time on the Back Row Steelers Show.